you have this great density across the Southeast in particular of really diverse talent, Black, Latino, um, Asian, Indian. You've got a number of different ethnicities that you can draw from to really pull together a great cohesive team. That was Doug Spate. He's a founder and chief innovation officer at Annex Tech Partners. Doug sat down with us at 3686 Entrepreneurship Festival to explain why the Southeast's underrepresented talent is one of its greatest resources. I'm your host, Clark Buckner, and you're listening to Disrupt the Continuum, a Launch Tennessee podcast powered by Pinnacle Financial Partners. This show is dedicated to entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders. So in this episode, Doug dives into what makes the Southeast startup culture unique and shares why it's one of the most exciting places in the country to start a business. He also highlights the role 3686 plays in building a community of entrepreneurs that love to help each other grow and succeed. It's a great place to be with hustlers who really understand how to go out and get it and start generating revenue to position their companies to be stronger from the gate instead of depending on successive rounds of capital. This season's sponsor, Pinnacle Financial Partners, prides itself on being much more than just another bank. They offer their clients long-term partnerships for growing their businesses. You can learn more at pnfp.com. And for more stories like this, be sure to visit launchtn.org slash podcast. Now let's jump in. Hello, my name is Doug Spate. I am the, uh, the founder and chief innovation officer at uh, Annex Tech Partners. Um, a new startup out of Durham, North Carolina. And I'm here at 3686 as uh, both an ambassador for the program um, and a speaker. So I'll be speaking on a panel on lab to market commercialization tomorrow. Excellent. That connects back to your work at Oak Ridge, right? I mean, you've done a lot of that work. Yeah. And I don't even understand most of it or any of it, but basically commercializing some innovations that might otherwise not ever see the light of day. That's you right. did that with cathedral leasing yep. back in the day. You still do that or no? Yeah. Well, I sold it in 2018. Way to go. Man, yep. times are flying. I know. Flown around by. So now you are out of stealth mode doing a new project. I know you've been working really hard on this. And I can't wait to hear about what this is. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's the perfect um, lead in. I mean talk about my background in commercialization. Um, so I've done everything from um, early stage startups, like starting from zero, all the way up through taking technologies and innovations out of universities, laboratories, and, and the like. Um, so NASA, Department of Energy, and others, um, starting with raw, raw technology at the early stages, unproven, and then spinning companies out based upon that. So a lot of the work that I'm doing now draws upon my background in that space, uh, working in, in startups and working with corporate partners as well. Um, so what we're doing now with uh, Annex Tech Partners is really solving two problems. Um, on one hand, we have uh, global software companies that have um, an issue with divesting of underperforming business units inside. So think... Um, uh, it's a good example, right? Yeah, so um, so think uh, business intelligence software with um, that's all B2B enterprise um, SaaS-based uh, okay. approach. Um, and many of those companies have business units that are underperforming. Um, they either aren't meeting their growth rate or their internal hurdle rate or they'll never be a billion dollar business unit and the like. And so they just kind of languish within the corporate um, 
uh, corporate community. Um, and on the other hand, you have a number of um, really talented, underrepresented founders, technicians, coders, developers, managers um, who are interested in the startup world but can't shoulder the risk of jumping out into something that's starting from zero, right? So what we're doing is spinning out those underperforming business units and putting diverse talent around that women, underrepresented founders, um, black, Latino, and we're growing those companies and selling them downstream. So it, it's a kind of like a small business inside the comfort of a large That's corporation. exactly right. Exactly and if they right. can do it right, you know the people who can. That's exactly right. And we, the, the beauty of it is we take it outside of the corporate umbrella where we have complete flexibility to, uh, to put the right teams around it and grow it and scale it. You do a lot of work around bringing teams together. And I know you, there's a lot of reasons why diverse teams are just better. Absolutely. And I'd love to hear, there's so many examples I know you have, because I've heard them before, but what are some of the favorite ones that you have most recently of just the, the continuous story of why at a place like 3686 Entrepreneurship Festival, when you be thinking about this and doing it? Yeah, absolutely. So the beauty of this is, um, and we've known each other for a couple of years now, and all of my work has been around diversity in tech um, and diversity in the startup ecology. Um, an ecosystem. So um, there's a significant body of research that says um, uh, founders of color uh, typically produce a, um, a premium on investor returns. Black women in particular um, return a premium of like 38% over any other um, ethnicity, right? So it, it also points to the fact that creating diverse teams make better decisions, that you're able to develop things from different perspectives, so it's a, a holistic approach. Um, and we're actually applying that to what we're doing with corporate spinouts now. I want to hear a little bit about what you're doing, but now let's kind of use the lens looking into the Southeast and why this is a place to be and why it all kind of fits together. Absolutely. So the wonderful thing, I'm always going to start with diversity, right? So the beautiful thing about the southeastern United States is that um, about 55% uh, of the black population in the United States lives in 10 states, um, mostly throughout the southeast and south, right? So think Maryland down to Florida and over to Texas. That's where the majority of the black population in the United States resides. So you have this great density across the Southeast in particular of really diverse talent, black, Latino, um, Asian, Indian. You've got a number of different ethnicities that you can draw from to really pull together a great cohesive team. Um, I always start with, with that because talent is everything. On the other end, you also have um, a culture that isn't used to this complete deluge of venture capital to keep their ventures going, right? So they really get creative about how to generate revenue early on. Um, and that's a huge benefit. While that may sound like, oh, you know, the Southeast isn't, you know, up in the rankings in terms of venture capital, what it really does is force people to be really disciplined about generating revenue early on. So it's a great place to be with hustlers who really understand how to go out and get it and start generating revenue to position their companies to be stronger from the gate instead of depending on successive uh, rounds of capital. Have, it's always kind of comedic to think about the multiple rounds and they're still pre-revenue. Like, what? Right, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I feel like that would never happen yeah. here. Yeah, Series D, and we haven't. <laughs> keep it. Our, it's <laughs> going to happen. Just keep on giving us the money. Exactly. Yeah, the WeWork yeah, Everything's model, right? fine. <laughs> exactly. So it's 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 interesting, um, and we you know unfortunately um, the Bay Area and now you know Boston, New York, and other metro areas continue to perpetuate that model. Right? Let's just sink more and more capital into it, and eventually it will work. Um, for the rest of the United States, that doesn't work that way. So for us, we really have to prove product market fit very early on, generate revenue so that we can say this is going to be a solid business whether we raise the next round or not. I'm so excited about what you're doing. And as we're kind of wrapping up this day, we've had the chance to sit down with several different founders. We're at 3686. What is your number one message to attendees when they're coming to a festival like this how do you how do you get it all done like what how do you approach something like this oh man so the great thing about 3686 is that you've got this community of entrepreneurs that just that really just congeals around each other um, this community that that descends on Nashville from all of the southeastern states and even farther um, so you can compare notes with folks on where you are, your business model, your stage of development, some of the challenges you're experiencing. And there are people here that are invested in your success, right? You know, you get um, this really cohesive environment where people love to help each other succeed. And that's one of the great things about this festival um, that's very different from others, right? You don't really get that level of collegiality um, anywhere else. And this is, 3686 is the right place for this to happen. Anything you want to leave us with? Anything else on your mind or on your heart about just the journey you're on right now or where you're going? Anything else we've not covered yet that we definitely want to make sure we capture? Yeah. Um, So one thought is I had a conversation with entrepreneurs a little bit earlier today around um, this is my fifth startup. So um, they asked me the question, oh, so you've got it nailed down, right? You know, <laughs> by number five, you've got a, a pattern that you, that you follow. And I told them, if anybody tells you that, they are absolutely lying to you, right? Because every last one of these startups is very different. You're dealing with a different team. You're dealing with different market um, dynamics. You're dealing with different timing. So each one of these startups is like creating a new baby from the, you know, from the start, right? So um, you have to go into it with a sense of humility, right? That I don't know everything, even if I did the exact same startup uh, two years ago. Uh, and that really puts you in the position of being a, a lifelong learner and really connecting with people at, at, or at you know, events like 3686 and really taking their advice to heart. Um, because the community really helps you grow and scale. That's really how how this whole thing works. It's really building the ecosystem and actually, you know, mobilizing the ecosystem on your behalf. Yeah, find your community, find your people. Yeah. Whether you're in Nashville, Raleigh, Durham, no matter where you're at. Absolutely right. Any tips on how to find your people and the community you're in? Um, best tip is to be active, right? Um, really, as the old adage goes, like, just show up, 
right? You know, go to meetups um, in your particular space or in your vertical. Go to um, happy hours and things of that nature. Just connect with people that are at the same general stage of development as you are. And then once you have built that community around you at the, that, at the peer level, um, then identify people that are just one or two steps beyond you um, because those folks can help you sort of navigate the, the landmine so that you don't create the same or commit the same, you know, atrocities that they did, you know, make the same mistakes that they did in a previous startup. So it's really just lining up um, people that you know and trust with certain skill sets that make, um, that can help your startup become successful. Wonderful. How can someone follow along your story and, and keep up with you? Because you got, you're moving really quick. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting time. So I'm uh, most active on LinkedIn. Um, I live on LinkedIn these days. In fact, I don't even carry business cards anymore. I just do LinkedIn. Um, Twitter, at Doug Spate. That's at D-O-U-G-S-P-E-I-G-H-T. Um, and you can always find me on one of those two platforms. Thanks so much for coming by. It was so good to see you again. You and too, I always Clark. love catching up and kind no of checking doubt. in on what in the world is going on in Doug's world. <laughs> Absolutely. Appreciate you, Clark. Thanks for listening to Disrupt the Continuum, a Launch Tennessee podcast powered by Pinnacle Financial Partners. This podcast is where Tennessee's entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders share their stories. To follow along on our journey, be sure to visit launchtn.org slash podcast. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this show wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to continuing the conversation soon on another episode of Disrupt the Continuum.